It is say this all the time, Moan. The pre-show can be really, really good. And every time it is, Moan says, that's the show they want. It is, DK. <laughs> what what we just said and what yes. we just talked about and how that's we talked the show about they want. That's the friggin' show that they want, man. Well, yeah. Let's ding a bell and attempt to give them the clean version of the show they want. How about that? Let's do because that. That's that's definitely what Casey Kester has in mind. Are are you ready for that, Dandy? I actually <laughs> happen to be ready. Yes. Breathe. The show that they want, okay, oh is the the National Football League Players Association, of which the gentleman to my side here was once a union rep. Yes, 100%. For the NFLPA. Only of the past couple seasons have been doing their own all-pro team. I don't know why they're doing this. I don't know if they had a problem with the way they were being selected by the the writers and the various people of the Associated Press who put together theirs, but they did. And Moan, let's count up all the Steelers who made this all-pro team. Okay, absolutely, DK. Um, I don't even have the list, but I got it at zero. It's zero. Now, you can say <laughs> what you want about what a bizarre year this was for this football team, but they did win 10 games. Oh, and one other thing. What's that? They have the best defensive player in the world playing for them the guy who owns right now either most or all of the nfl's statistical leads certainly over the last three years and he's left off this list the first team at edge rusher in favor of you know who miles garrett and max crosby of the raiders now i have a lot of respect for max crosby as a football player i have no respect for miles garrett in any capacity whatsoever after he had uh, after yes. he tried to have his explanation uh, yes. after the helmet gate all yeah all, all done with him but how how it's like i don't care about pff i don't care about uh, you know this survey or that survey or whatever these are the players moan what are they what are they not seeing in tj's game what are, I, you know can i also tell you so a little we're talking about tj Ben snub off and i found this out from dk too because i was in an uproar about it on social media about the uh all pro list this isn't the uh, writers and coaches all mm. pro list this is players player represented all pro list you know what that list sounded like after it was actually my producer at my day job telling me the list i was like excuse me i was like damn sounds like the pro bowl really that's essentially what it was. It, it was Pro Bowl voting for me. And and knowing how people actually vote on the Pro Bowl on the player side, that's exactly what it lined up to be. I still don't understand how TJ was left out. I don't know when it was. This vote was actually casted also. It might have been a month or two back when TJ wasn't out on the field, DK. Uh, it may have been after some Monday night games or Sunday night games that the Raiders had where Max Crosby had more praise and more eyes on him. That did happen. It may have been when Cleveland decided that they were going to turn their season around after Deshaun Watson was out and they started playing better and beat Dallas. I don't know when this list was constructed. Here's also my thing, too, when it comes down to players doing this type of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm also say some other stuff when it comes down to players doing stuff, too. 
um, this is where um, when they ask us to do this stuff, it's usually after practice, usually before meeting or after meeting. It's usually at the end of the day, and it's usually not the guys that actually know what they're voting on or don't care about what they're voting on, too. That's the reality of that. I know y'all think we probably take our job serious and, hey, we respect and love our peers. But when it comes from front office or our PR or somebody inside the building that's not a coach that asks us to do something, especially how you guys know a lot of players feel about the NFLPA, man, I don't want to do this. That's usually the conversation behind it. <laughs> man, I don't want to do this. This okay. is Okay, but even half an effort, even a quarter of an effort, Gets you TJ over Max Crosby. It, it just does. It but, just but does. Here's the other thing, too, that I was going to say. Remember, I told you there's two things I had to say. There are very smart players in the NFL. There are very, very, very smart players. Some of the thing smartest is, people I've ever met. Some of those smart players don't feel this stuff out because they let the young guys do it. <laughs> See, this is the insight you can only get here. Like, that just makes me feel like ending the whole segment. Hey, you know what we would do? And then I'm a victim of it, and this is why I can tell you about it. Me, Pounce Dave, Al, and Gil. Hey, BJ, make sure the young boys fill it out, man. We gone. Meet us at Pounce House. That's the conversation right there. Okay. Okay? <laughs> That's usually how it goes in these moments, right? Hey, y'all young fellas, fill it out. Put my name and number on there, man. We're out. That's how it goes. I mean, Reg asks the only question that really matters out of this is, you know, is DPOY, you know, is he going to win DPOY? He should. Uh, he led the league in sacks, 19, uh, one and a half more than anybody else. Less games. And fewer games and also significantly more than, than, than Garrett or Crosby. They weren't the ones who were, who were in second. That was Trey Hendrickson and somebody else. I can't remember. Somebody else tied with Hendrickson yeah. for 17 and a half. But he's also top five in every other category, whether it's pass breakups, quarterback hits, uh, you know, fumbles, forced, recovered, interceptions. You know, had a, had himself a touchdown this year. I mean, I, I just don't see how this narrative has made it to absolutely anybody that he isn't the best defensive player. I, I don't know how is this a PFF thing? I mean, they they're I think they, it is this year. So I, I I just feel like they're treating it like Jordan winning MVP. Yeah, they push this so hard and it's but, it, it's unbelievable. And here's my thing too when it comes down to TJ. TJ crushes it. He kills it. It's not like his plays are absolute easy plays. It's not like teams have put an emphasis on the right tackle anymore as far as protections. It's not like even if that's the case and you do devalue the right tackle more than you do the left tackle, that they don't contribute a tight end, a fullback, a running back to tip to, to chip TJ off the rushing off the right side, right? Of the offensive right side. We can't blame that, DK. Because mm -hmm. he's getting just as much hate. If anything, Miles Garrett is the one that should have higher numbers if he's that much more supreme. And he's I don't not think he's dropping into coverage either. Exactly, DK. Now, and, and it'd be different if it was only sacks. We're talking about TFLs. We're talking about interceptions. We're talking about force fumbles and recover force fumbles. We're talking about a touchdown, if not one or two, from this year and last year too, DK. And here's the other thing. This is going to bring everything back together again too. This same list should show you what it looks like 
when players and fans respectfully, because I love y'all too, vote on this type of stuff. Because if we're going to be real and we're going to absolutely air out our, our own dirty laundry, if we're going to be real and air out our own dirty laundry and keep it 100, keep it a buck, no cap, as the kids like to say, okay? Absolutely no lie told. Shouldn't Minka have made the Pro Bowl this year? No. All right, What the man. heck was that? As All long right. as we're on it. As long as we're on it. And Minka's my dog. I love How? him. He's a stealer through and through. I'm Come sure on. He'd tell you the same thing. Yeah. This it's isn't just, some cumulative award. It's a season by season by season honor. As we say, we will be fair on this show. Will we not, DK? Yes. And, and to say that TJ didn't make this players list, it's the same thing that I have with Mika actually making the Pro Bowl list. The Steelers had two deserving Pro Bowl participants, and that was TJ Watt and Miles Killebrew. And that's it. And if you don't know about Miles Killebrew, you should. Yeah, you <laughs> okay. should. When you're in on three block punts, <laughs> you're making it as a special that, team that's guy. That's a coach's vote right there on yep. more than sure. Yep. Yeah, you know that one, don't you, DK? They have two deserving participants. So I don't mean to make a thing about the Steelers not having anybody on this list. Right. I mean to make a thing of TJ not being on the list. That doesn't make any sense here. You're looking uh, just below here at a complete list, and we appreciate this Thank from, you. Uh, from Vegas TJG uh, of – everything that TJ has accomplished this year and that he's only the second player since 1982 to cross all of those things off the list. That's, that's a spectacular season. That's a historic season. It is. It is. And, and, and let, what you're going to do, I'm sorry, Mona, I just have, no, to throw this, I have to throw this one your way. Okay. Yep. Because the statistic that the PFF guys, that's by the way, for if you, if you don't know what that is, it's pro football focus. It's just, just a classroom full of nerds employed by, uh, Chris Collinsworth, former Bengal, to to just do things that nobody else has the time or the inclination to do. And I keep saying that we need an alternative to PFF because they're becoming too influential in this they game are. for their own good. Okay, so what they focus on, no pun intended, is pass rush win rate. Win rate. Oh my. God. Okay. Here's what pass rush win rate means. I'm the edge rusher. Moans the moans the. Well, of course, he's the left guard. Yeah. Okay, so come on, I go. I go because I'm so slick and fast and everything. I managed to get past Ramon, but I don't get to the quarterback in time. But I beat Ramon, but I didn't get to the quarterback in time. TJ doesn't do that as often as Garrett. But you know what TJ does more often than Garrett? What? Results. What is that, Moan? Results. Yeah, he gets home. Results. He gets home. This pass rush win rate is the equivalent of having a closer in baseball. You know, I always have to use the baseball metaphors, right? This is like having a closer in baseball who throws 15 of the greatest pitches you've ever seen, but then gives up the game-winning home run on the 16th of those pitches. Yeah. But they say he had a great pass rush win rate. Guess what? He didn't do the job. You know what? And they, they were very critical of guys, and I know this, very critical of guys and, and to be fair to both of these, like Jadavian Clowney and Bud Dupree in that same category. Oh, he can't finish it. He can't get to the quarterback. Were they not? Those two guys took a lot of crap. Oh, they can't finish it. But why all of a sudden Miles Garrett can't? You know what, what, what coach would do in the meetings, DK, as I got on my O-line mastermind shirt in those moments right there mm. when he, he beat you? I'll just finish that block. Just run him by. You got him. <laughs> Finish the block. So that's that's a plus, coach. Yeah, that's a plus. Sure, run yeah. them by. 
I'll take that. I knew I'll, exactly where he was going. I just let him go. You know, I, I, Coach, was he close? No, he wasn't close. Just run him by. That's, That's a, a teach moment right there. That's a check mark right there. That's a plus. This is Munch in the back right here. Just run him by next time, Ramon. All right, Coach, I got you. Win rate? What the Has hell is a win? Rush that, win rate. That's like almost, that's like, man, I was second. Guess what? You get a watch for the Super Bowl instead of a ring. This <laughs> is also what happens when football is finally getting getting into the world of, of truly advanced analytics. And what also happens, because this happened in baseball too. Baseball led the way in that, of course, where everyone gets um, so excited about the new stat that they see it as gospel just because it's a new stat. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, 100%. Oh, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. It's just this stat, nothing else. All the stuff that you knew for a century and a half, throw it out the window. It's only this stat. You you know what, too, and I got two things for you, DK, before we have to get to the only segment here in a minute, man, is this, man. One, be appreciative of your organization and, and their values and what they hold as far as the football. I know guys do crap all the time. Oh, man, I hate this guy. But the, the core thing in football has always been emphasized, DK, whenever they got whenever they got their template, their, their blueprint in place, right, even all the way back to the 70s, we got to have bigs, we're going to have a running game, and we're going to be tough as hell. Has that not been the, 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 the thesis, the DNA of – screw what, how cute this looks. Le'Veon's probably as eccentric as we had as a running back, right? The scat D in a sense, like, we ain't chased the trends. Coach has always, since I've been there, and I being around the guys that were coached by Cowher, have always emphasized our bigs need to dominate. Our running game needs to be huge. Our run-stopping games needs to be huge, too. Always. And you're going to be mean as hell. One of the first things I was ever told, if you can fight, you can survive here. Coach Mitchell told me that. Coach John Mitchell told me, if you can fight every single day, you can make it here. Because the skill set Coach Mitch was coaching the other guys, everybody should know. He's telling me this. (laughs) Yeah, right. As an offensive (laughs) lineman, okay? That's because he know how important the bigs are, okay? And that's why I also tell you this type of stuff, too. This right here, real quick, from Stephanie. Man, Mm -hmm. shout out to you, Stephanie, in here. The person is right. I don't know who she's talking about, but J.J. wasn't treated this way. But here's the thing, too. When you have a brand of football where the greats just come through and come through and come through, you can probably look at Alex Highsmith right now and say, there's another one. You can look at George and say, there's another one. You can, you can look at Broderick and say, there's another one, right? Keon, there's another one. The template is there on how you operate as an organization, as a franchise. So when y'all go on all these road trips to other stadiums, there's envy there, okay? There's an expectation that, hey, that's the Steelers coming in town. Oh, I hate these dudes. And I ain't trying to say TJ is the he, – he's getting some blowback from that. But J.J. Ben in Houston, with the eyes that he had, had to be bigger because Houston ain't have much that Pittsburgh has. They look at what Pittsburgh do and say, man, they got another one. It's more normal to come out of Pittsburgh. So, yeah, J.J. get more eyes. And J.J. was great. I ain't taking nothing from J.J. A great first ballot, gold jacket. He's already in the ring of of fame in Houston, too, by the way. So he's a great. But you're right. J.J got the nod quicker, and TJ has to prove it. Maybe it's a little brother complex. I don't know. But all I know is this. That list is bogus, but I know why it's bogus. It's because you got players voting on stuff like that, too, if it's from the PA. And I love the PA, but having players do lists like this, this is just more promo. That was a lie. That got me going. You started this, DK. 
Yeah, it's almost as if I have this this set of buttons here. Which one you pushes the bar button this. here? Because that list is ludicrous, man. <laughs> have me that raging is, out over here. Yeah, I just I just don't understand it. I, uh, the only you know what I did see somebody, and I'm never going to be able to find it now because we're buried under a zillion. We are comments. buried. Y'all are awesome in here. But but somebody mentioned earlier that there's a possibility that people just have Watt fatigue. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Did you see that one? I and saw now, that. Between fatigue. JJ and TJ, it's kind of like having, you know, all these bushes for president, where eventually you just get kind of like, can we have somebody with a different name be the president? Remember that a few yeah, years ago? Yeah. Uh, and it just, it, it doesn't have any logic in it beyond that. It's just like, let's look for somebody new. What's the shiny new thing here? Ooh, look, Max Crosby, the Raiders. And whereas it's just been a bunch of Watts and Watts and Watts and Watts and Watts. Oh, not Derek Watt, Mark Lancaster. Jeez, what are you doing there? <laughs> Although they did let him have a mo uh, uh, a part in their commercial. I was excited about that as a middle child that myself. Was great, actually. That was good, yeah. Yeah, Richard, Richard Galley has finally made it into a live chat. He's he's touching, in, touching base here from Italy. Uh, we have people from all over the world uh, paying attention to this fine program. But all they're wondering right now, Moan, is come on. What's Where, up? What? Why, why I, the delay? Right. Why, why the, the delay? delay? My bad, man. DK got me going on the pre show. See, but why the delay? Guess what yeah. day it is, y'all? Hump day. Now we're officially ready, man. That's y'all right. don't know. That's a tradition we have here, man. It's hump day is always recognized. That's just a day closer in the acknowledgement that what happened last week is over and we're on to new stuff, man. And now we're about to go on to the only segment that actually matters. That's hey, Mo. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. One of my favorite things that happens on this show within the community is when someone will say, hey, I'm checking in from Italy. First time I've been able to get it live. And we all go, ooh, Italy, Italy. And then, then someone else will come in with, hello from Charlottesville, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we had one a couple weeks ago where like one guy was like, hello from checking in from Vietnam. And you're like, whoa, Vietnam. And next dude is, hello from Wilmerding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> No doubt, DK. We're we're all across. Exotic. We are, man. We all are, uh, and I love it. But we're we're equal opportunity uh, mockers. What's, what's the yeah, word? Oh, we gonna mock everybody, DK. That's kind of what we do, man. This is true. Blake Crutchley has the question of the day because this was asked of Mike Tomlin yesterday. Uh, he says, "He says, hey, I'm gonna ask the most popular question: Why is Kenny Pickett still QB one on the depth chart?" And to which Tomlin answered. You know, would it make you happy if I changed it? I saw that. Okay, now, never mind his tone, because that's just how he is, and that's just how his press conferences tend to go, and he is equal opportunity when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but why? You you know why? Why? Because he don't give a doggone about a depth chart. He just doesn't. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago. And he's told uh, us that. Depth played. chart. It was um. It was this was three years ago actually. It's coming out of COVID, 
And there's a question asked about one corner being somewhere on the depth chart ahead of another corner. He goes, that we're going to do here today. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about depth charts in April. That's what we're going to do here. So he does not care as he once famously spoke about depth charts, but, but yeah, at other points in the season, when the quarterbacks changed for injury purposes or whatever, the depth chart did change. Yeah. He's told us that as players too, y'all. I could care less about a depth chart. Can you or are you willing to help us? That's what it really boils down to. I doubt Coach T even looks at the depth chart. He probably get injury report on Sundays, and that's about it. Like again, you I think people thought he was lying or they hate that he says this. And we've talked about this too, DK on this show. He is very much in the present at all times. Mason's the most present guy that he's thinking about as far as getting That's the it. job done. And it may be a flaw of his. It might be a flaw of his. But answer me this. Would y'all rather him be worried about satisfying us as far as depth charts go or spending more time in that dark room in the back of the building breaking down defenses on how to beat Josh Allen? Yeah. And that ain't even a his thing. I think that's PRs. Polly's checking in from Exotic Craft, and and right hey, after now. that, Theo comes in from Sao Paulo, Brazil. See, this is what we we should do this all day. We should just alternate between like here's Jim in Davenport, Iowa. No offense, Jim. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, you know, here's Rich from right where I am. You know, it's like whatever else here. And now watch this. Ready? Yeah. Lulu from Wow. Ready? I'm, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you first. Aberdeen, bro. Aberdeenshire, Scotland. Yeah. Aberdeenshire, Scotland. That's but now you got to do it with the, the accent of the, 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 the landscape guy from Simpsons. Oh, I'm terrible with that. I don't even want to attempt with that one, DK. I know. Scottish accents? Unless I'm mocking somebody in a joke, I'm terrible with Scottish accents. Yeah. Now, see, here's, here's look at Greg from Don Aaron Blonox and that. <laughs> that. You know? Yeah, I'm seeing them come in. Salisbury, Maryland. Buffalo, Florida. Uh, I mean, I'd rather be in Buffalo than Florida. Let's see what <laughs> else stupid. we got here. <laughs> Is that Dacula, Georgia? Dacula, Georgia? Annaberg, Germany. Wow. Where do you see Germany? Uh, it just popped up. It should come across in a second. I'm looking. I got my phone up right now, too. Uh, okay. Alex claims to be in Antarctica. See, this is where you just start getting stupid. I love that. Huh? I want a day on 24-hour sunlight right now or if dark. Alex is really in Antarctica. Alex wins the prize for everything. I think there's at, at any given point, there's only like 200 people total in Antarctica at any given time. Is there what? I was looking at all these replies. Like God, total, total of 200 people in Antarctica at any given time. Crazy, Jeez, right? That is crazy, DK. Now, if Alex is one of them, he gets your little trophy there. You have it handy? I do have my trophy. Plus, it's yeah. all white and covered with snow, like what we would give to somebody in Antarctica. Look at what that. Is, it's got a gold crown. I'm saying Chi-Town. That's where uh, Cat Manada is from. Oh, wow. From Chi-Town, from Chicago. No, we've got we got a whole bunch Cedar of Cedar Park, here. Texas is in the house. Ukraine is in the house. Okay, Richmond, Wilmington, North Carolina. Where do you see you girl? Give a shout out to somebody in a war zone. Where's that? that rich, good rich Michigan. Shout out to Michigan to win in the championship that DK could care less about. <laughs> Houston, H Town, baby. Let's go. Nah, Alex exposes himself as a liar. Come on, Alex. What the hell? Yeah, what the heck, man? What are we doing here? 
He almost had me for he a second. He almost had me too, DK. He really? almost had me too. Yeah, I was wanting to believe him for a second. How about Sonya here with this one? Saxony Anhalt, somewhere between Berlin and Leipzig, obviously in Germany. Your international use of names and countries is always entertainment, entertaining to me. The, the yeah. European ones I can I can do okay with, but not Sonya's last name. That is Polish and a half. Kabensky. <laughs> okay. Kabensky. Uh, Sonya's gonna have to check in with us because that's uh, I, I'd have a better chance at an Antarctican name. Oh man, Lord DK. Oh, oh we no. got something better than a location though, DK. You ready for it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I got Mark Moan loving the coffee mug. He must have got his merch. Love oh, that, he did. DK. Must have yeah. got his merch. merch the way man. that you can get your Ramon Foster merch, by the way, is to go to dkps.net slash Ramon shop. It's one word. DKPS.net slash Ramon shop. Grayson comes in and says, let's ride. I'm ready to see the Steelers shock the bills. Random annoying stat of the day is that Buffalo is one and two against the Steelers in the postseason, but the winner of each contest, all three of them went to the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Okay, then. Fascinating, too. They're, they're so high-strong. I've, I've never heard that. I didn't know that, too. I didn't know that either, DK. Um, what's fascinating is this. So I've seen that uh, with TJ uh, conversation as far as the Steelers being with him, without them we're 1-10 or something like that. This is the playoffs is what I always say. As someone that don't bet like that but understand how lines work, that double-digit spread right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe a grift. Now, you betters in here, let me know as far as how Vegas set this stuff up. But 10 points is a crap ton of points. Okay. I will say that. And again, I, I know it's no TJ involved in this game, but you can't be you can't be absent-minded and thinking that Pittsburgh won't be prepared, DK. It's where I'm at with this. And here's the other part behind that, too. Josh Allen is four and four in the playoffs in his career. His last few games have been win-loss, 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 too. You know what I'm saying? So that one's very fascinating to me. He's been a one-and-done guy himself as a team. And if I was to ask you how good their team was, they've been hot and cold this year. They're on the streak the same way the Steelers are on the streak. So to just concede them as being 10 points advantage on us on paper, okay, because your quarterback is a thing. And you got a wide receiver. That's a thing, too. And the lack of film on Mason and what he's capable of doing in these playoff moments, I get it, but I ain't going to be dumb to say, okay, yeah, we're going to blow them out or I just believe we're going to win. I don't know if they're 10 points better. Darren Watts says he's from Wagga Wagga, Australia. There's no way that's true. I got to look up Wagga Wagga. Are you looking that up? Yeah. We need to We need to just totally pause the show right now and see if. It's a, definitely a city, DK. Wagga Wagga, you Australia found it? is a city. Yes, that quick. Major regional city, according yes. to the boss over here as well, confirming Wagga Wagga, Australia. All right, that, that's that got to get the trophy for So the it's New Does South it's, Wales, Australia. New South Wales. Does it snow there? Uh, no, you know what the temperature is right now? No. 94 degrees. That's not Whoa. snowing there, kids. There you go. But he can have the snow monster anyway. Look at I that. I think it's it's in the 90s. Well, tomorrow is 94 degrees. You, you get the crown, young sir. Just so you know. Wow. Wagga Wagga, Australia. And he's a Watt, which means we can we can have Watt fatigue. We can have Watt fatigue. I mean, seriously, you're not welcome anymore if you're a Watt, okay? that's what Jonathan wants to know, hey, Moan, is Pat Meyer coming back next year? Offensive line coach, another slow start, but a strong finish. Do you keep, a, you keep your mind open here, Moan, that how 
players have been crediting him for they a lot have. of what's happened with the running game. They have. I don't I don't know how much change is going to happen. Again, to me, I can be satisfied with a coordinator in these type of situations if it's going to be Coach Faulkner and if it's going to be Coach uh, 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 Golly, um, not po- Coach Meyer, the other, uh, Sullivan. If it's going to be Sullivan and Coach Faulkner, I'm into that too because as a player, we're told to do a certain thing, and if we believe in that thing and it actually works, you got to be okay with it. I just don't know where the next hot shot, uh, shots um, stud is going to come to as far as the OC because the, o- the O-line coach is predicated upon the offensive coordinator or coordinators. So if this thing we believe is working in Pittsburgh, keep it the same. And that means Coach Meyer stays. Bass Jazz says, hey, Moan, what will it take for the Steelers to get any respect? Super Bowl again. That's it. It's always results. I'd almost throw an AFC Championship game in there, too. Um, but Super Bowl again. Super Bowl again. Wow. Yeah, conference Championship will will pick you up. A conference championship will, you know, if I think back to just a couple of years ago when the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. And all of a everything. sudden, we all looked at them differently, didn't we? Yeah, we ch- it changed everything. It, it's just we looked at them and the young group and those wide receivers and, of course, Joe Burrow at his peak and said, wow, yeah. there's the AFC North powerhouse for the next decade. Guess who's the only AFC North team that didn't make the playoffs this year? Uh, that team that we crowned, and I crowned too because I thought they were going to be that good. Um, but here's the thing, though, too, is what I would tell y'all about the national credit going to the Steelers. Player to player, team to team, though, that respect is there. Trust me when I tell you, that respect and envy is there when it comes down to the Steelers. National press, we're just not a big market team. Our b- brand of ball is ugly at times until you had times of being. Uh, and you're in that purgatory of trying to figure out what's next for us. So that's where the respect is going to come is winning deep in the playoffs. I like this from Cecil here. This is a good one for you, Moan, here. Steelers should be loose and just play as hard as they can. No one expects the Steelers to win, but they believe in themselves. That's all that matters. I've always gotten mixed signals from players about this sort of thing. The whole nobody believes in us, so we have nothing to lose. Isn't that more of an outside perspective than it an is. inside one? It is, because it's easier to quit in those moments right That's, there. It's, it's almost like that stuff that Tomlin talks about, about setting up your own comfort. Yeah. Uh, like, right? Cecil, you ain't wrong in your thoughts, okay? You, yourself, is not wrong. As a player, you can't think like that. Because if I, 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 one, one or two bad plays, guess what? Oh, man, we ain't supposed to win this game anyway. That's why you can't have weak-minded guys around you in those moments like that. The players don't believe that. Do you understand it's a tougher situation? Heck, yeah. But to say, man, we weren't supposed to win out, you can't say that. I I just don't know how, if you're the Steelers, especially feeling as as good as they did in Baltimore uh, after everything that they've done over these last three weeks, I'm here to tell you from the locker room perspective – they are sky high on themselves, mm-hmm. okay? They believe after those three games, two of which were on the road, one of which was all the way out on the West Coast, another one which is against their arch rival who happens to have the best record in the entire NFL, that they're not looking at themselves as any kind of underdog in any context. They just aren't. You know why, real quick, too, in that point, why we put so much emphasis on the AFC North? Hmm. Because on winning the AFC North, 
because I think the four teams that are in it truly believe, and other conferences do too, that it's the best division in football. How do you argue it at this point? So if you win the North or compete well in the North, guess what? And I know they dropped the Arizona and Patriots game and crap like that. If you win the North, then you know you stand tall in the ranks of other teams across the league. 49ers got a beast of a team. I think Dallas got a really nice team, but you ain't got to see them into the Super Bowl. As far as the AFC side goes, it wouldn't shock me if we won this game and played Baltimore again and we see how it lays then. I mean, that's that's the thing here. If the, the toughest team to beat in this conference will be, unquestionably, Baltimore. doesn't mean Baltimore's going to the Super Bowl. It just means that they'll be the toughest team to beat because they are who they are. And look at the rest of this field. And then for that matter, the Ravens, because if the Steelers beat Buffalo and no, I'm not presuming it or anything Ravens. else like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if they get back to Baltimore, if, if they get back there, are you telling me the Steelers are going to see themselves as an underdog? <laughs> they won't. The Steelers are the ones who are 2-0 and against those guys. Lamar played the first time or no? Lamar played the first time. Oh, hell. What happened the first time, DK? I believe that the Steelers won that game. All right, then. Just checking. All right. I just needed – I know you're a good and fact checker. So When I they couldn't – and the Steelers had absolutely nothing going yeah. offensively because that was that time of year. The Steelers won the damn game. You and, know? And, and now they have a little bit better of a passing game. Like that, that to me is what I'll say too. That's made the running game that much better too. On paper, and, and Coach T is telling every all the press that, hey, shh, don't talk about what Mason's doing. The reality of it is too, the people that are watching tape have to be watching Mason spin the ball. So that softens the box up when it comes down to running the ball as far as Najee and Jalen's concerned to me. I can take this one from Brandon Bechtold. It says, hey, Mona DK, do you have any insight on why Brad Wing would have been added to the practice squad today? Was Presley Harvin hurt, or is it just because of performance? Brandon, uh, whenever you get to the playoffs, you don't have a, a limit on the number of players that you can carry. So there's no reason to not have another punter around. If, for example, the Steelers are Saturday night staying in their hotel up there in Buffalo, uh, they're, and they find out Presley got, I don't know, he got really sick or hit by a bus or something or whatever. <laughs> but, but whatever it is, they need a punter on hand and they oh. need to have somebody on the fold. So you're going to see a couple other moves like that along the way. Has Harvin been great? No. You know what also, too? You got a sicko of a coach who I tell people is very psychological. Oh. Percy probably need a little bit of a push, too. So what what would push a player more, DK? A threat uh, to his job, right? Right there in house, especially when Brad Wing was already around earlier this season, Indeed. and and, and did yeah, and and did well. And there was a, a photo that ended up circulating uh, from inside the locker room that was tremendous of Tomlin and, and and Brad Wing standing along one wall, looking like real macho, like having some fun with it. Wing's a great guy. Speaking of Australians, we're having kind of an Australian oh, yeah. theme yeah. here today, right? Uh, but the, and and Wing put it on his uh, on his Instagram and his Twitter account, bragging that him and Tomlin were fuds. Yeah, and, yeah, that, that stuff has a you know makes a difference. Tomlin really likes Brad Wing, and uh, Brad's grown to. up too. Yeah, he's yeah. grown up a lot too. Uh, played in some different leagues and all that type of stuff. Also, uh, good for him, man. I, I actually like seeing that. The same thing we're seeing out of Brad 
And I got to go to Tube Dude real quick. DK said this also. Hey, Mo, has all the time Mason Rudolph been on the bitch finally paying off? Mason looked like he actually been preparing for this moment. Yes, we discussed this. We are in that microwave phase of all the football from college all the way through um, the NFL, too. Sometimes it's good to sit. That's If Kenny comes back and is a quarterback of next year, this, depending on what happens in Pittsburgh moving forward, maybe his time sitting help him mature and understand how to be a pro a little bit more, too. But I do think Mason has benefited from it, and I don't want to make it seem like it was all Mason. Omar gets a little bit of credit in that, and the fact that the Steelers always carry three quarterbacks, too. Because he was a late signing. We have one last question here. You will not want to miss what we have after the closing theme here. We have a a report coming from our reporter over on the south side today related to Mason Rudolph and Ramon Foster that you will not want to miss. Oh, hell. (laughs) Um, I know, right? Brian has our last question of the day. says, will the return, the collective return of Minka Fitzpatrick and DeMonte Casey help against the tight ends, Moan? Uh, Minka, I want to see him be healthy in game speed, too. I'm not sure, DK, if you've reported on it or not as far as his incorporation back into the defense. What has that been looking like? Is that He's been walking around fine. Minka, there's no such thing as an incorporation. I there's know. no gradual return for I a Minka know. Fitzpatrick. When they give him the green light, he's going he's gonna to blow through that light at 60 miles an hour. Love that. Now, will they help against the tight ends? That's kind of a different question. I think that's going to be more of a chore for somebody, let's say, along the lines of a Pat Pete, who might be able to slide up, uh, do some kind of hybrid role here, get some nickel corners involved. Yeah. Uh, but as Mike Tomlin openly, and I thought strikingly acknowledged in his press conference yesterday, he said, we haven't been good against no. tight ends. No, We haven't been good in the middle of the field. Now, a lot of that, as he also pointed out, and this was fair, has been due to attrition. He's right. That's not an excuse. It's a fact. But they got to get it together here because Buffalo's got not one but two, and you'd yeah, better they believe they're going to utilize utilize those guys. Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, yes. So we have a couple of really cool things when we come right back. I don't everybody. even know what this is. No, that's right. the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> The first is that Corey Crisson, our reporter for DK Pittsburgh Sports, who was at Steelers practice today, this is a message directly from him. He says, I'm checking in from the south side. Mason Rudolph just shouted out Ramon in his press conference. Now, I don't know the exact content or the exact context for that, but I love it anyway, Moan. I'm texting him right now just so we can go. Oh, you are? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's just the relationship that you guys have had and the fact that it's funny. We would do shows together, you and I, and I'd be the one on here saying, ah, Mason Rudolph, number three, forget about him and whatever else here. And you never let him go. No, no, absolutely. That's my dude. Like, I hated the hate that he got because it was unfair. The whole Miles Garrett situation wasn't true whatsoever. If you, I always said that. Are you? You, you I was there. <laughs> you when said I, it, and you were on the field. And when I, and when I told you, if you knew Mason, then you know that's not in Mason for what he said to have a racial word come out of his mouth, especially on the football field. Like guys spitting on somebody. Okay, I've seen that. Like guys saying something about your mama, wife, girlfriend, or some. I could get that, but you can't say that. It's not just field. that. Oh, he would have said, 
Miles Garrett would have said something to you or to Marquise Pasty yeah, or to any or, or anybody else who was on the field who, you know, would would be someone who he'd think would listen to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He would say, Hey, did you hear what he called me? Did you did, hear did that? Your boy. Did you hear what your boy just said? It would be something like that. See, that's the stuff I can't do here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's how but it, it would have been. What, that's why I was hesitating there. That's the kind of thing that he would say. Yeah. Yeah. And that and then he waits till Friday. That's what I'm saying. So to make it, but anyway, positive. <laughs> I've always said that about Mason, though. And of of course, being in the role that he was in, I like the I like the underdog. I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, but I always I always also said this too. Uh <laughs> Absolutely. What did he say? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He's got the teary eyes right there. Um, oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. He's got the teary eyes, man. That's another uh, thing, by the way. I wish. I wish our. I hope that our viewers. I should say, our viewers and listeners to the Ramon Foster Show can appreciate now more than ever the relationships that are built, that are forged, and that endure between yeah. a quarterback and the offensive lineman. They are timeless how many times have you guys seen moan just picks up the phone and texts ben roethlisberger and gets a shot right back how many times did you well you just watched it now mason rudolph is the starting quarterback of your pittsburgh steelers boom you know why because mason feels a sense of uh mutual loyalty yeah okay this guy had my back this guy did things for me that protected my well-being and allowed me to have the career that i'm having you know, mm-hmm. oh. that's 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 what this is about. It is. It's that's super dope right there, man. And again, I text him, text him back and get away because he got a lot more problems to think about instead of texting me in this podcast. Right. That's now. it. That's it. Exactly. Rochelle gets the real final word for the day with her usual extraordinary contribution. And she says, let's shock the world, y'all. Here we go. Steelers. Now, I have to ask you, Moan. Yeah. Because we're never in a position to disagree with Rochelle. Okay. <laughs> She's bald. <us. laughs> she could say anything and we'd agree. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> my wife is on the floor over here right now. Yeah. <laughs> but and not in that way, Rochelle. I'm glad you're laughing at that. Okay, <laughs> is she okay? Good. Yeah, she's laughing. She's uh, laughing. I'm gonna put this up right there. Yeah, there it is. Okay. She's laughing. <laughs> All right, because because I would hope that Rochelle can respect that part of the reason that that this program is valuable is that we can just call it like it is, even in the face of a, of a what's a $100 bill? Is it Benji? C-note. Benji. C-note. Benji. Benji. Okay. <laughs> um, C-note is way... See, again, C-note, way too cool for me. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. See? Okay. <laughs> but would it be shocking the world? Yeah. Would what? the Steelers no. beating the Bills be shocking the world? You know what would happen, too? Hmm. The criticism of Josh Allen would go up even more how they can't yes. finish. Uh, yes. Their coach McDermott would get criticized more also. And then the conversation, Pittsburgh just does what Pittsburgh do. Then it, it, it'll sink in more then. Because I one of my coworkers, another host at the show I work at, was just like, it, it, it's witchcraft with what Mike Tomlin's capable of doing, what the Steelers do. Every, it's witchcraft. 
Like that's the way they can like they really can like put it in a box and say, I don't know how you guys do it. I wouldn't be shocked. I and I don't think everybody else is either. It's just it looks a certain way when it come out of Pittsburgh. Mason hit me back though, and I told him I was like, "Love you, man. Keep going, dog. We're talking about you currently on the podcast. Good stuff on you, <laughs> It's very kind. Ha, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's again. He doesn't need to be responding to somebody who stopped blocking for him a few years ago, but he does. Yeah, and that's part of the quarterback lineman relationship. We should do a whole show on that yeah, someday. Oh yeah, What's right, that? right, right. She's saying, "Well, that I'm, I'm omitting that you're also just awesome." Stop. Uh, <laughs> I try to be. I try to be. Uh, but but I'll say this: Ben has said yes. When I talked to Mason in Pittsburgh, he said yes too. Alejandro's a yes. Uh, Pounce is a yes again because that was a half a segment we have to do. I gotta <laughs> dig up Gilbert at some point in time and get him. Le'Veon was a yes too. Again, my life is crazy with my schedule. It's a matter of me getting him locked in, all these guys locked in. So there's more in this offseason. I promise you, we will knock out this year. No more empty promises on my end, y'all. With all due respect, the only one I want is Gilbert. You want Gil? <laughs> you want you're gonna be in on Gil. Yeah, <laughs> you think I can push your buttons? You yeah, should you. see what I can do to seventy-seven. <laughs> I can get him ready to run through a cement wall and go play another football game right in the moment. I know it, man. I know it. Not know that that's it. any great achievement because anybody can do it, but it's really, really cool. Yeah, uh, I see you guys with suggestions. Wolf would be good, and Max. Max is an automatic yes. Willie's an automatic yes, too. Again, it's a matter of me scheduling, and DK know how I am with that. I have stuff, and then my wife tells me, hey, Mo, we got this. And I'm just late with that stuff. But when I'm in, I'm in, okay? I got you guys. Everybody just White wants Rochelle. Everybody wants Rochelle on the show. <laughs> Rochelle on the show. We can somehow set that up. I mean, she's got the naming rights at this point, so. He does. He has got to be good, too. I got to get uh, Earl on here, the godfather. Really? You think that'd be good? Did you ever interview him? Uh, no. The Godfather okay, I, did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Well, well maybe you, you can you, get stuff that a reporter can't. The you also thought that about him. Kevin too. You also thought oh, that about Kevin when I got him to open true. up. That's true. That's true. Uh, and here, look, invitation accepted. Rochelle. Next time she comes to Pittsburgh, we have a special place for Rochelle in our little HQ slash shop here downtown. Yeah. Uh, Burger. We already. I already have Vince. Vince yeah, already Vince, been on Vince here. On. Yeah, the, come on, Burger. We almost, what are we at? 430 episodes plus? You got to go back. Kev's in here. Charlie's in here. Brian McFadden's in here. Let's go to our channel and do a search. That's all. Yeah, yeah. You know? All right, guys. Well, we're going to do this again tomorrow. As we get closer to game time, you'll find that we're going to be getting more and more uh, heavy into the, the analysis and so forth. Yeah, breaking down the bills. In particular, the one I really want to go at tomorrow Moan, if you don't mind, is the Buffalo defense and and how and what Pittsburgh needs to do to sustain its offensive success from the past three weeks. There's one guy I'm only worried about. V O N N. Oh, well, we'll Von see Miller. how that goes. Yeah, Von Miller. We'll see how that goes. All right, yeah. guys, we're all we're all done for today. We'll do another one tomorrow. Yes, we will. Good people. See y'all. Right. To, to all of you in Antarctica, bye. <laughs> in Australia. Wawa, waga, waga. Australia, waga, waga. <laughs>